Welcome or welcome back to the Elevated Podcast hosted by Lisa Battaglia. You are joining a community of elevated empaths who embrace their duality, honor their empathic superpowers, and live consistently from their authentic soul. The Elevated Podcast tackles conversations around empathy, energy work, sexual energy, manifestation, and social and cultural insights. Thank you for tuning in to the Elevated Podcast and taking the time to nourish your roots and elevate your soul. Let's get into it. Hey. Hey. Hello. I'm, I feel like that TikTok that's like, hey, hey, how y'all doing? Everyone's like, where the fuck you been? <laughs> Hello. Um, welcome back to the Elevated Podcast. Is that even what this is called? I don't even remember. It's been two months, I think, maybe even more, since I've put out an episode or done anything on social media. And here I am, coming back, better than ever, kind of, um, And I, tomorrow's my birthday and I'm going to put this podcast out around my birthday. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about where I've been and my insights and just talk about things that have been happening and where I'm going and what I'm working on and everything. So I, here's what happened. So about two months ago, I spontaneously decided I needed a break from social media. So I was intending to, I went in it saying I'm going to only take a weekend off. And that weekend happened and I was like, gosh, I feel so good. I'm just going to kind of keep going with this. And then it became a situation where I had the apps on my phone and wasn't I wasn't opening them. And then I had no desire to get back on. I didn't even have a desire to get back on now in the situation I'm in. But I also was feeling like I needed to feel some connection with people. And I want that in person, obviously. But I also was feeling this need to just reconnect on social media and just put out content for the purpose of putting it out so that I feel like I'm kind of producing content and being expressive. So I'm going to tell you about the break, what's been going on, how I've been feeling. But also I want to mention that I want to hear how you're doing, how you've been. It's been a couple months since we've checked in. So how are you? What's new? Um, what have I missed? I've obviously been keeping in touch with the news, which we're going to talk about. I want to hear your updates. I'm going to update you, but I want you to update me. So I also want you to know that I'm still open for Akashic Records readings, animal communication readings, astro cartography readings, and drop-in coaching sessions. So if you're interested in exploring that, I am still open for all of that. And you can book that on my Calendly link. The link will be in the description below for this podcast. So book that. If you want to chat and get caught up, and if you 
If any of this resonates with you, this podcast, I want you to reach out to me or book a reading with me because um, I've been feeling very lost and confused and stuck and trying to find my place in life and my purpose and all of that. And so I've come up with a lot of to-dos and insights in the experience that I went through. So if you're looking for something like that, definitely reach out to me. So I decided to take this little social media break for one weekend. It ended up being two months and I was like, whoops, I wanted it to be longer, but here we are. I'm back. Um, In that time, I got really sick and then I got better. And then I went to Coachella, which was so fun. And then I obviously got sick again because I went to Coachella and I decided you know, in this pa- in the past few months, I've decided that I'm going to look for a new full-time job, um, a new cheeky little nine to five. Um, and it's what I feel like my soul needs. I need a new challenge. I need to meet new people. I need more structure in my day and a full-time income. And it is not saying that I'm not going to continue with this podcast or my work. I am still very much open for business and still going to do that because I love to do it, but it's just not filling the same need that I've been looking for lately. So I have been searching for a full-time job, which is a full-time job. It's horrible. The job search is absolutely terrible. And if anyone out there is going through it, it's awful. And I don't know what people are talking about. Everyone's like, there's this great resignation. No one wants to work anymore. Like everybody's quitting. There are so many jobs. Everyone's hiring. Where are these jobs that people are talking about? Where are they? Because I am having the hardest time finding a job. And there have been a few where I've gotten to like to the end and they're like, we love you. We would be stupid not to hire you. You are incredible. And then at the end, they're like, we went with someone else. (laughs) I'm like, why? And they're like, we can't give you feedback. Or they just ghost me. And, you know, I used to work as a recruiter. I had to get back to every single person that we interviewed and I had to tell them why we didn't choose them. And the conversations aren't were uncomfortable, but like that is what the candidate deserves when they have put so much time in interviewing with your business. I have just been so mind blown at how these very successful companies have the most awful recruiters. There have only been a small number of companies that have actually impressed me with the way that they've handled things. Um, it's really just one. <laughs> and I've just been amazed, amazed at the whole thing. Um, but yeah, so if I just, I say that because I know that there are people out there who are probably looking for jobs or unsatisfied in their job right now. Um, just start looking now, even if you think you might be unsatisfied soon, (laughs) it's just chaos. But anyways, I've been working on that. It's been a little crazy. It's been so discouraging to get so many rejections, especially when I have very unique and qualified experience for some of these jobs. And then, or I'm like overqualified for them and they reject me. And I'm like, what's, what is this like just out of my reach energy that's happening right now? 
I also, I've been feeling rejected from that process. So there's that. So it's taken me a while to get back on this mic because I don't feel like I have anything inspiring to say, honestly. I was waiting for the opportune moment of when I had inspiration to come back on the mic and talk to you on the podcast. And it just wasn't happening. So I was like, I just need to go on there and be real. I don't have anything inspiring to say. Um, I've just been feeling dejected and annoyed and frustrated. And like, I feel like I've been in this place for too long where I have no faith anymore that things are going to work out because they haven't been working out for months. So that is just, I would get discouraged every time I would post something on Instagram or TikTok or the podcast. And I would like get zero views or like nothing would happen. No one would book. No one would take me up on an offer. And every time that was happening, I was feeling so just like dejected by everything. And it was not healthy because it, I was compounding every single attempt at selling something or talking about something and not getting any response from it. And I know that there are so many of you who do listen to this podcast and write to me and are so sweet. And I am so grateful for that. And I think it was just like this business wasn't sustaining me and wasn't where I wanted it to be two years in. So I feel it's hard to talk about this openly because I don't want, it's not a failure by any means. And I don't think, I I don't want you to think I'm not grateful for all of the things that have happened through this business. It's just, I was hoping it was going to sustain me in my life at this point. So I felt like I was shouting into the void for a really long time. And with this podcast, I felt like I was speaking and not getting the response I wanted. And that was happening with everything. Meditation. Um, what else? Working out. I felt like I wasn't seeing the results I wanted to see. And I, like things weren't happening fast enough or great enough for me. And I was like, well, what's the point in all of this work if I'm not going to get anything in return? So I took a break. The break taught me a lot in not comparing myself to others and other people's lives and their highlight reels. The break taught me a lot about being present. The break taught me a lot that that like freeing up that time of not being on social media. There's a lot of time in the day to get other things done. Um, I read. I enjoyed life a lot more. I went to Coachella and barely pulled my phone out, which was really nice and fun. I didn't feel this obligation to be proving that I was at Coachella. Um except I did take a lots of cute pictures and videos, but that was like for myself. And then I posted them on Instagram, but it wasn't like a constant thing where I felt like I had to post all these stories. I was even going to do a Coachella plug that I didn't end up doing. I wanted to be present. So I took the break and now I feel that in order to get some inspiration again, I have to implement things that have worked in the past just to create some structure for me. And I don't, I have to go into all of these things 
just knowing that it's okay if they don't lend results. Committing to this podcast weekly, meditating, even when I feel like it's bullshit, journaling, even when I don't have anything inspiring to say, working out, even if I don't feel like I am seeing the results right away. And that's the other thing, taking this pressure off of myself to see numbers and see results or feedback, doing it for myself so that I can have structure, feel like I can express myself, feel like I can connect back to myself and to you all. Might as well just be talking fucking freely if no one's listening. (laughs) Might as well just be talking about what I want to talk about. Because when people are actually listening, I'm going to want to be sharing authentically. So might as well start practicing that now. Now I'm committed to just kind of speaking freely on what I want to talk about, when I want to talk about it. I'm not going to put pressures and restraints on myself. We might talk more about sex. We might talk more about manifestation. Right now, those aren't the things that are inspiring me. Um, <clears throat> energy work, not really inspiring me to me anymore. I I have some thoughts on why those things aren't inspiring to me anymore. Besides doing all that work and feeling like it didn't really get me very far, it it definitely helped. It did take me into this kind of new level in my life. Absolutely. And I think that anybody starting on that journey, it's so helpful. But right now I need something different. And it doesn't look like spirituality. And you guys know, if if you've been listening for a while, you know that I've been talking about this for a while. But I haven't quite put my finger on what it is. And now it feels like I just need more structure and more traditional, like a nine to five, working with a team, all of that traditional stuff again. Because I feel that it would kind of feed my soul and give me more structure, especially in my income. So <clears throat> I want to talk, um, I want to release the filter a little bit. And I have, I have absolutely done that in the past, but we're going to do it a little differently. We're going to talk about what I want to talk about. We're going to talk about what's happening in the world. We're going to talk about my feel. We always talk about my feelings. Um, Let's talk about a little bit of the things since I left. I mean, the world is always crazy, but like some crazy things have been happening. Um, Elon Musk bought Twitter. People have a lot to say about reproductive rights right now. It's very interesting. And I'm very interested to see how those two things are working together in a sense. Politics is, I've always talked about how law and politics are so important to me and I don't talk about what I believe very often. Maybe you've like gotten hints, but I doubt it. I usually try to keep it pretty neutral. But what's been fascinating to me about all these issues coming to the surface is the way our emotions just kind of take over instantly. And for some people drive the way they they speak on things or what they believe. Their emotions kind of drive, take the driver's seat. And as someone who loves to dive in on everything, law, politics, policy, 
especially when it comes to online safety and our sexuality. I feel passionately about both of these topics. And I wanted, I like, when I first heard about all of these things, I wanted to feel really fired up. Like it was my instant reaction to feel emotion, to be reactive. But I was like, I need to research this first before I let this emotion take over. There needs to be logic here, especially with these topics. So instead of venting it about it online or which I don't do, but instead of venting about online, spreading untrue information, instead of spouting off on Twitter, I consulted with people who know more than me. Instead of picking fights with people, I expanded my knowledge to get even firmer in my beliefs. And I think I, you know, I just see this a lot with people on social media. They will post these like soundbitey things or these catchy little um, images on Instagram, but it does not explain the issue at all. You're just spreading this image around or this one quote, and that does not get into the complexity of these issues. These issues are so complex, so complex. They're not black and white, at least for me. They're not black and white. They're never black and white. But we're taught to always see them as black and white because it's like we have to be divided about everything. We have to. It's like we have to, you're either on side black or white and you can't be in the gray. So if you think it's a black and white issue, you probably need to read a little bit more. But these conversations our generation is faced with discussing is so interesting. Like what constitutes life? What is life? What constitutes unsafe speech? Where is the line drawn between free speech and speech that endangers others? You know, I was watching. Okay, so I was watching Mark Zuckerberg on the Lex Friedman podcast, which is so interesting. And it almost like humanized Mark Zuckerberg a little bit. And the opening was just like so genius. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's two hours long. But, like, you can fast forward over the parts that you find boring. There's a whole section about censorship. So I obviously listened to that. And it really did humanize him because it was – he was kind of like, well, what – how would you handle it if you were in my position? And I don't think that all of these, like, questions about society and how to keep platforms safe and what to do about the world's evil people – should all fall on this one person because it doesn't and he is not responsible for all of that and there's only so much that he can do it also seems like his company has like gotten out of his grip a little bit like if you have a company that big you are not in every single meeting making these decisions making these policies you have to hire people to do that and they're not like every single way that Facebook handle meta handle something is not reflective of how Mark Zuckerberg feels. He's not approving every single decision that's made. So it was really interesting to just hear him talk about um, censorship and like, he was essentially saying there are 20 things that we take down content for 18 of those 20 things are pretty straightforward issues violence, 
child exploitation, the things that, you know, we all would agree there like terrorism. There's all, all of that needs to be taken down. We all agree that there are these two topics that are a little bit more gray and there is no straightforward answer of how to deal with the topics. So it's hate speech and it was misinformation. What constitutes as true information and when does misinformation become dangerous? When does it endanger people's lives? This conversation was so interesting. So I am I am giving you the snippets that I found the most interesting, but if you want to listen to that, definitely go listen to it. I like to try to predict what will happen in our future, what directions things are going. I like to do that so I can kind of feel like I can anticipate where these trends are going to go, how we're going to shift. And I think we're going to correct a lot of progressive shifts that have happened in the last 30 years or so and turn towards a more conservative or more traditional route. And you might think I'm really crazy for saying that um, because if you're like, well, you know, as time goes on, we're just going to get more and more progressive as time goes on. But if we look at history and we have to learn from history, that's why we study history so that we can predict what's going to happen in the future. I think we're going to correct ourselves, turn a little bit more traditional and conservative, and then the cycle will kind of repeat itself. Um, that's just kind of how things go or tend to go. Who knows? I'm just kind of making predictions, but these shifts do not surprise me. What's happening in the Supreme court, not surprising at all. Um, I also think like this emotional narrative that the media always shoves on both sides the media is always like, be really upset about this. Get really angry about this. It's an emotional narrative that they shove in our faces. The world is going to end. It's always like essentially what they're saying. You're not going to have any control over your body. You're going to be in danger. You should be very concerned. It's all to get us to feel emotion so that our logic approach is not present. I share this because I see this more often than not. People spreading information online that's dramatic and emotional, soundbitey, so that it gets your attention and gets you angry or gets you upset. And you decide what your opinion is before you even investigate it because of all of that emotion. So doing your research a little bit about how the laws work, what's going to happen, what would happen to you how much this is going to change things, how the government works, how state versus federal laws work. Before you form this opinion so that you can know what your opinion is. This is like a general you, a general you and me and everybody else in the world. But I think that we are pushed to feel really strong emotions because emotional people are much easier to control. I'm going to get a little conspiracy theory here. 
emotional people are much easier to control. And, you know, Facebook, when the Facebook whistleblower thing happened, they said in one of their studies that people are more likely to take action on a post. So like, comment, share, if it makes them angry as opposed to any other emotion. So anger has to be kind of the driving force to get you to respond to something, to get you to take action, to get you to go out there and vote. Anger is the most driving emotion there is. So if they can, they can ignite that emotion within you and not have to give any further explanation of what's going on. That's how you are the most easily manipulated. I'm not saying you are being manipulated, but I'm saying that we can be sometimes if we're not taking a logical approach to some things. Um, emotions are great. Don't get me wrong. You know what my business is all about. But I do think that there needs to be a balance. With everything, there needs to be a balance. I've been feeling very passionate about the online space. What information we are fed, how it affects the way that we think and perceive one another. We're so divided. And I think that it's because if we assume that someone thinks something different than us, that they are evil, there is no question about it. It's because we aren't taught to debate. Maybe you were in debate club. Maybe you were in mock trial like me. But most of us aren't taught how to debate, communicate, and try to understand the other perspective. We're only taught to be emotional and hate the other side. I feel like if we all went to law school or took a law class of like how to sit and listen to somebody else's perspective and then form our own perspective and try to talk it out, we would have a much better communication process. Speaking of communication, can you, like, I am a firm believer that every single issue in this world, in our relationships, in everything would be solved with a fucking conversation. A conversation. Anytime you communicate what you are feeling authentically and you just do it, the other person's like, I am so grateful that you communicated that to me. I was wondering that. I am so glad that you were honest. And it's just like, it's such a, it makes such a difference. But no one wants to take that first step. So you have to be the one to do it. You have to be the one to initiate it. So I wanted to just share some thoughts that I've been having. I wanted to get it out there. I wanted to chat with you, catch up with you even if I didn't have anything inspiring to say, but I do have something inspiring to say. If you are like me trying to find your place in the world right now, a little confused in where you lie or where you should be, I think it's going to happen for us. (laughs) That's my inspirational thing. I think it's going to happen for us. I think it's going to come together for us. I think that we wouldn't desire that if it weren't meant for us, that feeling. And just know that you're not alone. I am figuring it out with you as well. And just because we don't feel like we have a place in life doesn't mean that we don't have a place in life, in this, in this life. 
And what I mean by that is like trying to find the job that feels good for you, trying to find the relationship that feels good for you, like just feeling like you fit in this life. Does that make sense? That's Those are the feelings that have been coming up for me lately, and I know that I'm not alone in that. So here I am, back to podcasting, being online, and I can't say I know what's going to happen with any of these things, but I'm excited to get back to this podcast and serving you and serving this business. The social media break felt so good. It's so good, especially as news surfaced and I didn't have to like look at everybody's social media posts about it. I was able to create my own ideas and own thoughts before getting fed what was on social media. As I said, I went to Coachella, barely pulled out my phone, really enjoyed being present, even though I took really fun videos. I was so fun at Coachella. <laughs> I also hadn't gone. Let's do a little Coachella debrief. I obviously, no one went for three years. I didn't go for three years. This was my sixth time going. Why do I go back? It's like an addiction. I don't get it. Um, the journey to getting there was <laughs> so crazy. Such an ordeal. We got there. We had the best time. And it was it was interesting because it was very like it was a different group than what I used to go with, you know, before COVID and all of that. And a very different experience being three years older. I'm like in my late 20s now. I'm not in my early 20s anymore. It was a very different experience. Oh, but I got to tell you guys. So the first night, the first day, I wore these boots that were honestly, I thought, I wore them in 2019 and I didn't remember having any issues with them. So I was like, great, I can wear these all day and I'll be great. Literally one hour into day one of Coachella, I have blisters up the woo I have blisters up the gazoo. And then I'm like walking funny because I'm trying not to walk on the blisters. And then I injure and sprain my foot. So I am a mess. I am just, I've become one of those people that's like physically a mess. <laughs> and I'm just limping around Coachella. My friends are like, laughing at me because it's so ridiculous that I'm it's been like a few hours I'm already like with my feet up everybody's like it's day one (laughs) did you like run a marathon before you came here so we're walking to the Sahara tent if you have no idea what I'm talking about don't worry about it we're walking to the Sahara tent and there's a medical tent behind the Sahara tent and I've never been in those medical tents before thank god And I've always been kind of nervous to ever go in there because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to see in here. Like, who knows? Kind of scary. But I was like, guys, I think I need to go get my foot wrapped. (laughs) And they're like, okay. So So I go in. I tell them I need my foot wrapped. Like, what can you do? They're like, we got you. Can you wait like five minutes? We have, you know, everybody's working with someone. I was like, absolutely. They're like, what's your name? I was like, Lisa. There was like, they're like, what's your age? And I just like had to think about it. You know how you don't know how old you are, especially if I'm at Coachella. I think I'm like 23. I was like 27. (laughs) I swear to you, I am not on drugs. 
but like I didn't say that but it like definitely seemed like it if I had to think about how old I was and the girl was just like it's all good (laughs) I was like I I'm sober I swear (laughs) and uh so I go outside to wait and I'm sitting in the grass sitting on the floor and my friends are standing next to me and this guy comes out this EMT this guy comes out and And he goes, have you been helped? And I'm like, no, I'm waiting to get helped and getting my foot wrapped. They told me to wait out here. And he goes, all right, I'll be back. I got you. And he was so fucking hot. (laughs) And he goes back in and without hesitation, the three girls, all of us just look at each other with our jaws on the floor. Like no one hesitated. No one was like, oh, you think he's cute? We all just looked at each other like holy fuck (laughs) maddie you guys know maddie she was on the podcast maddie was like you have to get us i was like like dying so then he wraps my foot and he was like (laughs) it was like the greatest five minutes of my life he's wrapping my foot i have a video of this i should post it after i put this podcast out so you guys know he wraps my foot and he was like, is that good? Do you want it tighter? And my friend behind me, like, I didn't hear it. She goes, tighter, daddy. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, what am I supposed to say? Like, should I say yes? I don't know. I was like, I think it's good. And then I was like, thank you so much. What was your name? And he was like, Gabriel. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so then like, we're pigs the rest of the weekend. Like we could not stop talking about Gabriel. We're like, I wonder what Gabriel's like you know, when he takes you on a date, when he does other things, we were like pigs about it the whole weekend. (laughs) So yeah, we were talking about Gabriel, like, oh, I'm still talking about Gabriel. Gabriel, if you're out there, I miss you. Thank you for wrapping my foot. You were really sweet and sexy. (laughs) So that was day one of Coachella. (laughs) But the rest of it was so fun. Billie Eilish was my favorite, obviously. My God, she was so good. Like, I've seen her three times now. That was by far the best performance I've seen her do. And it was incredible. Um, And who else was my favorite? Sweet Chess Mafia. Oh, my God. And The weekend, The weekend understood the assignment. He came in. He did all of his songs. Like, it just... He knew what he was doing. Kanye honestly could never. And Megan the Stallion. I'm not a huge Megan the Stallion fan, but she really like blew me away. I was so impressed. I loved her performance. You guys know, maybe you don't know. I don't know when I would have said this before. I love Flume. Flume is like my favorite, one of my favorite artists. And I felt like he sucked. And I was like the only one that thought that. But I thought that his performance was terrible and I could have done it better. So... Coachella was great. I'm not 23 anymore. I came home and had like a really depressive episode and was really sick and in pain. And I've already forgotten all of the terrible things that have happened and already want to go back to Coachella for the seventh time. There, you know, there was a sandstorm on day one. I got a bunch of dirt in my nose and my lungs. I felt like shit. I like still have a raspiness in my voice if I talk for too long. Um, It took us three hours to get home every night. Like whatever. I want to go back. (laughs) 
I don't know what's wrong with me. It's like giving childbirth, I hear. I don't know. But everybody's like, childbirth is the worst thing ever. But like, we're going to do it again. And it's like, it's the same thing. It is the same thing in my eyes. But anyways, Coachella was really fun. That was a big event. And um, here I am finally starting to recover and feel good again. And I'm coming back full force, full force maybe. And I just feel this, like, I feel less pressure to be on social media, which feels really good. I feel less pressure to post all the time, um, and, and have it have an outcome. And I think something that I've learned is just like releasing the pressure of having an outcome for yourself because, when there's not, you get really discouraged. So where can you kind of release some of that pressure and just enjoy what's happening? And I know that's kind of cliche and you're like, obviously Lisa, but I am living and experiencing it, which is a totally different lesson. So I hope that you've been well these last few months. I hope that, um, you probably didn't even notice that I was gone for that long. (laughs) You probably were like, Oh, you, Oh, <laughs> oh, didn't even know you were gone. Didn't even miss you. But hopefully you miss me a little bit. Um, And I'm excited for what's to come, even if I don't know what it is. But I do have some episodes that I've recorded and ready to post. But I'm excited for you to be here for this journey. Lots of good things coming. Feel free to book a coaching session, an Akash Records reading, animal communication for your pet, astrocartography, whatever you want. And I hope you feel fucking elevated. And I will see you next time.